You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Buffalo Bills training camp at St. John Fisher University, Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550 and Bill Sideline Reporter, Matt Bove, Channel 7, WKBW TV Sports Director. It's always game day in Buffalo. Matt, we're back. Uh, you're in your dorm room, room 208, I believe it is. I'm in my dorm room, room 218. No, we're not together. We tried that. It didn't work. We had a little bit of an echo in the room. So we got to stay in our own rooms while we record this pod and we look at each other and say hello. Um, but it is nice to be back into our dorm rooms. You're in front of a wall that makes it look like you're in like a jail cell. It's just like <laughs> white bricks, basically. But on the other side of Sal's dorm room, he's got a Keurig. He's got a mini fridge. He's got a TV. So he's living large. He's living like he's in a hotel. My dorm room is much more jail celly. If we'll make that into a way of describing something. I have a twin size cot. I have some Aquafina water bottles that I took from the cafeteria that we eat lunch in. And I have a bag of apples and that's pretty <laughs> much it. So I'm trying to spend as little time in the dorm room as possible. Well, the bills are here. They're staying in their dorm room across the way. Um, we are here every day covering camp and some people leave. Some people come back. You stay in the dorms. Uh, they practice every day, at usually nine 45 AM. A couple of those are a little bit different. They got here on Saturday. I got here on Sunday and real quick, uh, went up to Medina after practice for a wedding on Sunday after practice. And, you know, I saw some people who said, Hey, how you doing? Enjoy your stuff. Listen to you on the radio. And one particular person came up to me, Matt, and said, I have to tell you, I just subscribed to your podcast with Matt Bove yesterday. I'm like, that's awesome. So thank you for doing that. And for all of you out there who want to subscribe, we appreciate that. It's wherever you find your podcasting, your podcasts, I should say, Apple iTunes, Spotify, wherever that is. Thank you so much. Give us a five-star rating, rate us, review us. That'd be really nice for us. And we appreciate it. So thank you very much. And I know you've seen some people here at Fisher that have come up to you and said hello. And it's always good to see the fans back again. Yeah, for sure. It was actually at a brewery last night. We were all there and we went up and we were ordering our food. And he was like, oh, my gosh, like, I I, I know who you are. And I really like the podcast. You guys are doing a great job. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And it's honestly, it's just kind of like refreshing to hear that because we do these. And we're like, oh, I wonder who's actually listening to them. So <laughs> when you can put like a face to it, and you're like, oh, Matt at the brewery likes to listen to the podcast. So that was cool. So thanks for coming up, Matt. And thanks for coming to say hi or subscribing all of you who have up until this point, three days in the camp. And by the way, real quick, um, one of the comments made about that yesterday was um, the person who said hello to me and said they subscribed is that they enjoyed that. It's broken up into one episode and th three segments are all separated as well. And I've said, I don't know if that works for everyone. You know I mean? Like you get four podcasts essentially downloaded when you subscribe, but it's a full and then it's three three segments, and you can literally pick and choose which segment you want to listen to. If there's something that doesn't interest you, we're talking about it. You don't have to listen to it. Otherwise, you can. So thanks for that feedback, and we're going to keep doing it that way, and um, hopefully that works out for you. In the meantime, all right, Matt, three days in, what has stood out to you about the Buffalo Bills? Defense looks good. 
Defense looks like they've got a little extra pep in their step. They've made more plays up to this point. Don't think any reason for the offensive side to panic or anything like that. But the defense has looked like the more dominant side of the ball three days into camp here. Yeah. And one thing that's really stood out to me, Matt, is the aggressiveness of the secondary. I'm not just talking about Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, the usual suspects. I'm talking about everybody who is a part of this defensive secondary and Cam Lewis and Nick McLeod with two interceptions on Monday. Um, you know, they're getting after it. Kyer Elam, he seems aggressive. Saran Neal getting aggressive. I thought he had a really good day actually covering, believe it or not, on Tuesday. Now, everybody's getting their chance, but it just seems to me like a little more aggressive. Um, they're, they're getting their hands on footballs. I wonder if this is something that's scheme oriented. They're maybe being more aggressive, a little more man to man, something like that. I wonder if it's just a mentality. Hey, let's be close to the ball. We're going to get a good pass rush. They'll give you opportunity. Or I just wonder if it's just individual players stepping up and going, you know what? I'm out here at camp and I'm competing and I'm going to, and they're just maybe being a little bit better. One of the interesting things that Jordan Poyer said was that now is the best time to try things that you don't know if you could get away with them in a game or if you could just get away with them in a practice. So I wonder if they're trying to get away with something by being a little more aggressive here and seeing if it works. And then if it does, they try and implement that into their week to week game plan. And if it fails miserably, well, not a big deal because it's just practice. And then, you know, that's not something that you can actually try in a game setting. So I think that goes for both sides though. I think the offense can be a little bit more aggressive. And Josh just said, like, I'll try some crazy throws now just to see if we can get away with them. And I think the defense, maybe they can break off of the, their read or their assignment just that much quicker to try and ultimately make a play. Obviously Kyrie Elam is um, out there and fighting for a position. He wants to be a starter with Tredavious white out. That looks like, you know, that would be natural for him, but he is getting more reps and he is actually lined up against Stefan Diggs a lot out there. I've noticed interesting trial by fire, right? Hey kid, get out there. By the way, you got to cover Stefan Diggs pretty much half the time. Yeah. Diggs was going to work on day two of camp. I don't even know. They're mm-hmm. all blending together. That was on Monday. Diggs has been a pretty dominant up to this point. He almost looks like he's uncoverable, but Elam has made some nice plays and the rest of the secondary has been so good that, I mean, it's just kind of adding up like all of there have been individual standouts up to this point on both sides of the ball. But as a group, the defense has been the big winners. All right. Speaking of the defense, we're going to talk with Tim settle on this podcast. We actually interviewed the big defensive tackle for the Buffalo bills. So we'll get to that in a little while. So let's focus on some other guys. Fans always ask it. So I'll ask it to you, Matt, in the way of that, which is, Hey, how's Von Miller look? (laughs) He doesn't look like he's 33. That's for sure. I mean, he's a freak athlete. And I think what's been most impressive because, you know, we can only see like drills and even when they're doing pass rush stuff, he's not sacking the quarterback. He'll like get to the quarterback and then everybody stops because nobody's touching the quarterback at this point in camp. But what's been most impressive is how involved he has been with the younger guys and with his new teammates. So kudos to him because I think he's really taking the leadership role to heart and he really does want to get here, make a difference, try and make the people around him better. And ultimately he thinks if those things happen, this team has the skill and the mindset to get to where they're trying to go. Yeah. And look, I did a little research, tweeted it out uh, on Monday night after playing age or starting at playing age 33 and beyond some of the best pass rushers in the game's history have had some of their best years. Bruce Smith, age 33 and beyond 73 and a half sacks, which is incredible to think about Reggie white 61 from age 33 and beyond Julius peppers, 48 and a half. 
Um, these guys, they played at a high level and that's Von Miller. To me, he is that kind of player. He can play at that level. He's a freak athlete. He keeps his body in tip top shape. I do wonder about the snap counts. Um, the bills typically don't have guys on the field for 80, 90%. They never do. It's 65% at most for any defensive lineman. But I think this guy, Matt, I, any concerns anyone has about his age, they shouldn't. I, I think he could be a double digit sack guy for the next several years. Yeah. We were talking about it a little bit earlier too, because a lot of guys in in this league have like an elite skill and then a couple like average skills compared to their peers. Von Miller has a ton of elite skill sets and he doesn't look like a prototypical edge rusher. And I think that's why the longevity is going to be there because that dude looks like you could put him at tight end at linebacker at quarterback. You could put that guy anywhere basically. So I think that he, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, he, he does not look like 33 year old Von Miller. He looks like somebody who is ready to go and ready to wreck opposing offenses. Peyton Manning called him the best athlete he ever played with, which is pretty incredible. Uh, there's some other battles going on up and down the defensive line. I think they've done a nice job so far out here at camp. So we'll keep an eye on all of that for you. And I know people want to know specifically how certain players looked. It's always tough to without pads on, right? I mean, yeah. even, even the pass rush drills, you can only get so much out of watching, I don't know, Shaq Lawson go against Tommy Doyle, right? I mean, what, what do you, until the pads come on and you know, those guys are going to be in exactly how they're going to be looking in a game. It, it's always kind of tough to see that, but overall, I agree. I think the defense has looked really good. And I don't know, Matt, maybe they feel slighted a little bit by um, the secondary, at least by some of those lists that have come out, not ranking them as the top secondary <laughs> or not putting Jordan Poyer's picture on the, uh, on, on the list when it has the Buffalo bills and all the other players. Yeah, maybe that's it. And I will say one credit to the offense that I'll give, like I mentioned, Stefan Diggs has had a really good start to camp, but Josh Allen is so much more involved in the little details than we've seen in years past. And I think he's obviously mm-hmm. the leader of this team. He's the face of the franchise, but it is nice to like, see him working with the running backs, with the wide receivers, with the tight ends, just about like the little details of like, Hey, I want you to do this when I am doing this just so they get on the same page. And I think you have to be really comfortable in a really established player to kind of have that ability to go do that and have people listen to you. Even if it's just like running backs going out and running running like a little curl route. He'll be like, all right, when you cut, I want you to hold off on the cut a half second more just to throw off the DB so we can hit them before they even realize. And they flip their hips and they turn their head. Or maybe it's like, Hey Dawson, when you're running this out route, I want you to, you know, make a little bit of a stutter before you make your break just to just like little things. And and these are just like examples that I'm coming coming up with, but like he has been all over the place. And the thing that he keeps preaching is yak, yak, yak. We need to produce more yards after the catch. And I think that's something they are trying to implement at least now. And there's some growing pains, but hopefully by the time for their sake, we get to the season, it's going to be a little bit more comfortable. And we'll tell you a little bit about how we think they're doing that. When we get to some questions and some comments on the offense a little later, but in the meantime, we talked with Buffalo bills, Defensive tackle, Tim Settle, and we'll tell you about that here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. And it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovet, like we mentioned, we had a chance to catch up with Tim Settle. We talked to him on Tuesday right after practice. Sal, I have not told you this, but it was really cool. So on Sunday... I was walking from the cafeteria to my dorm room and I saw Tim settle on a scooter. Now I've interviewed him at a press conference, but I have not met him yet. So I went up to him and I was just like, Hey Tim, my name's Matt. I cover the bills here. I just wanted to introduce myself. We put in a request to talk to you for our podcast later in the week. And he was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I would love to talk to you guys about the podcast. What's the podcast about? And I was like, it's about the bills. Like basically we talk about everything bills and you know, it's really, really growing and we'd love to have you on. He's like, Oh, I absolutely, Absolutely. I would love to do it. Can't wait. Super, super sincere and genuine about it. Well, then the next day I saw him at practice and he came up to me and he was like, Hey Matt, we still good for tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And I was just like flabbergasted. That's awesome. Right after practice, he was like, Oh yeah, we're still doing the podcast. So that's not really meant to be like, you know, an endorsement for the pod. It's more just to say like, this Tim Settle guy is a really genuinely awesome dude. And I think he's like really excited to be part of the bills. And he's really excited to connect to this fan base. And that was one of the first things he said when we started talking to him, he was like, you know, I want fans to know who I am on the field, but also away from the field. And I'm really excited to be part of this organization. Yeah. You're going to hear it come out folks. When you hear Tim settle, talk with us, the infectious personality he has. Um, he talks a lot about the positive energy he likes to bring and you could definitely hear it when we talk with Tim settle Buffalo bills, defensive tackle here at St. John Fisher university. Let's get that to you right now. All right. We're standing out here a beautiful day at St. John Fisher university in Pittsburgh near Rochester. We got Tim settle joining the show. Now, first of all, before anything happens, I have to ask you, where did you get all that speed from that interception the other day when you took it back about 20 yards? Uh, I feel like I didn't have that much speed, but you know, I just, I, I, first of all, I ain't never been in a situation like that. So (laughs) it was kind of new to me, but I mean, you know, the drill, you get the ball, they build the wall. You guys try to get down there, get your offense uh, in a situation to score. So, I mean, I know that from this off experience, but Hopefully I can get it a little further next time. So the first time we met you, it was at the Bills facility. You had a press conference. You came out, you had your penguin tie on, you had a nice suit, you had the family there, and you let out a big woo. And that, like, stole the show. I mean, the day that we met Von Miller, the woo from Tim Settle stole the show. Why were you so excited? I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of people, a lot of players, you know, uh, you know, if you're different, you're different. You know, I, I, I have no problem with expressing my my how I feel or who I am, you know, I, uh, I, I'm all about energy. I'm all about positivity, and I want I want y'all to wake up when I'm around. <laughs> so I mean, that's just I, I like to get everybody engaged. That's just who I am. It's, I'm gonna be like that every day. You can ask. I come and I yell every morning, no matter if I'm in the cafeteria, if I'm in the meeting. I'm, y'all gonna know when I'm in the building. Leslie Frazier said, "You're never in a room with Tim Settle and not know he's in the room, right? You know he's in there." You just said to me on the walk up here, "Buffalo's been the most welcoming place that you've been." Now, not to talk bad about any place you've been, but why has this place been so welcoming? What's the difference? 
it's just so many people love football. It's everybody loves football. So uh, everybody has the same purpose. The purpose is on the, on everywhere in the building. The purpose is everywhere around us. You know, the, uh, we got a strong intent towards it, and you know, everybody's on one path. You know, it it it, it, just, it just it just it just it just I don't know. It's just an unsurreal feeling, you know. And you know, you know when you feel special, part of something special, you know, you going you know it's something special. Why was it so intriguing to ultimately come to Buffalo? Because I think the first time we talked to you, you said, you know, you liked where you were and you also had other opportunities, but this made sense for you. So going back to making the decision, why did it feel like it made sense at the time? Uh, I remember playing against him last year and I mean, it got a little ugly, but, you know, uh, just being a part of a team that, you know, has something that, that they're building a part of something. I want to be a part of something. That's, I remember when I came out of college, you know, I had all the offers and stuff, but I like being a part of something that's being built towards something that's trying to be great. And I, I see a, I see a future here and I see a vision here and I'm just want to be a part of it. So, so is it fair to say you want to be the piece that puts them over the edge? You don't want to go somewhere that's already done it. You want to be the guy that ultimately gets them to where they're trying to go. I want to help them get to where they're, where they're trying to go, yes. What about opportunity? In Washington, you had such a great defensive line, right? I mean, yeah, you have one here as well, but having an opportunity with the rotation they have here to get the opportunities on the field with the snaps, as one of your teammates walks by, Jordan Phillips, with the same thing. But what about the opportunity here? Yeah, I feel like opportunity, uh, no matter how many chances you get, you got to take advantage of everyone. I learned that uh, playing a very small amount of plays uh, early in my career, and I-, I learned that the more plays you make, the more you're on the field. So. And that's what I go by. I know it don't matter if you get one play or if you get 25 or you get 50. You know, every play you got to take advantage of it. You never know what's your last play. You never know the play that you're going to make. You never know the play that's going to change the game. You obviously had a very talented defensive line room when you were in Washington. You come to a room now where there has been some changes, but there's also still a lot of talent. Who have you kind of been leaning on to, you know, try and soak up some of that knowledge? Obviously, understanding we're still very early into the offseason. Big Phil, you know, uh, a big shout out to him, you know, as, as far as him and his experience. And, and I want to shout out DQ too, you know, just them being, you know, guys that's been in the game for, you know, nine plus years, eight plus years, you know, uh, this, this, even Big Phil, he, he, he'll, he'll put me in a situation out there on the field just to see how I react to it. And, you know, uh, once you get to a certain point, you know, and you play so much football, you know what you can do and what you can't do. And, you know, I feel like uh, this, this, the, the, the freedom that he, he they express and, you know, uh, the, the, just the freedom that they play with, is, it's easy to play around that because, you know, they want you to just, just have fun with it. What, what did you do this summer? Uh, you know, any kind of breaks, vacations, anything to kind of relax, work out, whatever it was before you got here? Um, well, I worked out. You know, I got married. Uh, oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, so uh, I, mean, I got married June 24th. What's your wife's name? Sabrina Settle. Yeah, but it was amazing. Uh, we got married at a nice place called the Bellevue in, in uh, Chantilly, Virginia. It's one of the top places in uh, this region. So, you know, it was, I got married, you know, uh, so I had a birthday, just turned 25. Happy birthday. And I've just been training to get here just, just so I could be a part of this, this thing that we're going to get going. How was the wedding day? What was, what was on the menu? How many people did you have? Important questions. Uh, <laughs> this guy just got married a couple of years ago, so that's why you know. So it's all still top of mind. So. Uh, my wedding, uh, so my wedding was it was amazing. Uh, we had so we had a personal chef. Uh, cool. so his name is Chef X. He's uh, Money Bag's personal chef, Money Bag Yo. Um, he he did his thing. We had well, we had a personal plate. We had lobsters, steak, salmon, yellow rice. We had mashed, we had uh, macaroni and cheese. It was just amazing. Everything as far as the appetizer, they had beef quesadillas. They had okay. chicken wings. It was, it was, it was. It, trust me, it was amazing. The uh, the wedding, everybody enjoyed it. You know, 
it was the ending was a little crazy, but it was an amazing wedding. Uh, I feel like it was one for the books, and it's the one I'll never forget. All right, so I'm gonna show my age here. I'm 49. Who is Moneybag O? Is that an entertainer? Moneybag, yo, he's a he's a uh, Memphis rapper. He rapper, signed okay. signed to CMG. Oh, look who it is. <laughs> oh, oh man, come I on, don't do it like that, Von. Von sticks a mic right into his face. I mean, those things can hurt when they hit you. Um, but Moneybag Yo. Memphis rapper. All right, you know him personally? No, I don't know. He's the chef. Yeah, yeah. He's I look. He's I listen to his music though. So you know, a uh, big shout out to him. But you know, it's uh, it was it was. Trust me, it was a day that I'll never forget. It was a blessing. I'm so happy that uh, it, it, just getting past the I do. You know, you, you work up all this rehearsal and all that. What's up, gang? <laughs> That's Stefan Diggs, by the way, that he's shouting out to. That's a that. That shows something. That's an offensive player. You're not in a room with him all the time, but you guys have that relationship. It's all love, you know. Uh, I'm not that far. I'm not from that far from him, so you know it's kind of chemistry. I know. I know the area. We're in this kind of in the same area. He's DC. I'm Virginia. Not that far. About 45 minutes, 50 minutes. So you know it's respect. How has camp been off of the field up to this point? What are you doing to stay busy? What are you doing to have fun? Just bonding with the guys, you know. Uh, I might even we might just be eating, and somebody might ask me a question regarding football. You know, and it, it just it just shows you know what, what this team is about. You know, it don't matter where we are, no matter the situation or the or the circumstance. You know, you, we getting better all the time. You know, it's just it, you can't you can't not love that situation and that feeling. What uh, what are you playing at these days? What you playing weight and like uh, when you came in, are you have been heavier, lighter? What's the plan? Um, I, I'm uh, they, so I think. Uh, they, I, I've been playing at around 315. I plan to go on to 310. I like playing around like 305-ish, but, you know, this defense is a little different, so I can kind of throw my weight around. So we're going to see see how it goes. But I mean, anywhere between 315 and 305 in between there. What will make this a successful camp for you? Because I know everybody comes in kind of with individual goals, and they've also got team goals. We all know what the team goals are. They're on signs all over the place. But what do you need to accomplish to make sure that you're ready once the regular season does come? Being, be able, being able to help in the run game and being able to help in the pass game. You know, uh, I'm here to uh, help D-line get better, help continue to, to add on what we have on the D-line. So I'm coming here to, to, to be stout, and I'm here to be the trench guy. All right, so last one from me. So I'm a Syracuse guy. You're a Virginia Tech guy. I mean, come back in the day, we used to have your number, but can you give us a few these days? Because it's been a good rival, but I think it's a little more one-sided with Virginia Tech taking it. Yeah, you guys got us right now. Oh, yeah, I, I, that game right there, y'all cut the heat on. I don't know what y'all doing that that little orange bubble. but That's right up in the dome. That's yeah, right. That's what happened. Y'all had, y'all had D- Dungy? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, that's right. Dun- Eric Dungy. That's, yeah, that's right. So you go back a few years, and yeah, they were okay then. Eric Dungy so was he, playing he was, he was He was electric, you know, just playing against him, just – just being, uh, just seeing how you play him, being a dual threat. You know, it was. I didn't have the best game, but just watching him and watching how he played, you know, he was explosive and he was he was pretty good. Man. Well, all the Syracuse fans listening to this right now are mad because Michael Vick was supposed to go to Syracuse, then he wound up going to Virginia Tech. That's right. And then my last one for you. We mentioned it at the beginning, but you had the penguin tie on, and I just looked down at your feet, and you've got penguins all over your shoes here. What's the penguin story? So all right, so when I was in high school, uh, I used to show people my highlight tape, and I hated my celebration. So when I was in college, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna do that no more. So I started out, you know, I was messing around with my my, uh, my teammates, and I was doing some stuff. They were like, "Dang, man, do that joint again." So I did it again. They were like, "Yeah, that's it." So I just stuck with it, you know, and I, I just been going with it. And ever since then, I just been hitting it. And y'all gonna see it. I promise you gonna see. I didn't do it last year. I, I plan on doing it a lot this year. Tim, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks Best of luck me. this year, and have a great year. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, Matt, that was Tim Settle, and no doubt about it, I am thinking about the comment that Leslie Frazier made. 
when you're in a room with Tim Settle, you know you're in a room with Tim Settle. Something like that. Like you, you he stands out, and I, I can imagine. Like it's not because he's trying to be the center of attention, not in that way. No. But you can't no, no, help no. but notice him because he's always a guy that's going to be engaging and talking. And I think that's what endeared him to the Buffalo Bills. The other thing is opportunity. You look at what they had on that defensive line and Jaron Reed and Jonathan Allen and Matt Iodinus, uh, Iodinus and playing next to you know Chase Young. I mean, this guy just didn't get on the field. But every time we heard from people in Washington after the Bills signed him, they said, you know what? Every time that guy was on the field, he made plays. He just didn't, didn't have opportunity. Yeah. And I will say, I asked Micah Hyde today on the scale of loud between like normal loud and Isaiah McKenzie, where does Tim settle fall? And he said that Tim settle is louder than Isaiah McKenzie, but not nearly as annoying as Isaiah McKenzie. Those are Micah Hyde's words, not mine, everybody. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think he wanted to come here because he wanted to be, as he said in the, the interview, he wants to be one of the guys who pushes the bills over the edge and I don't know if you heard during the interview, there were a couple like pauses or like times when people were laughing. That was because while we were standing there talking to him, Von Miller, Stefan Diggs, Jordan Phillips, two absolute superstars yes. and one really solid player walked by us while we were interviewing him. And we're like joking about him becoming a star and how great he is. So like he, he has won over his teammates in the off season. And if he performs on the field, they'll just love him that much more. Well, Tim Settle is going to be a part of a defensive line that really expects to do big things in Buffalo, but the offense has been doing big things and continues to do that as well. We'll talk about them and answer some questions on the offense on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast, it's the 25th hour of your day. Your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so when I throw out that we're uh, doing this podcast, I tell people, hey, throw some questions our way, at Matt underscore Bove. At Sal Sports on Twitter, we got some really good questions. And Matt, wouldn't you know, some of these questions go right into the offense and really kind of give us a great segue into what we want to talk about next. We have to talk about the offense a little bit. You touched on some of it a little while ago. So let's get to Scott's question first. Scott says, is the Khalil Shakir hype real? Well, Scott, I don't know how hype you're, he's, you're hearing, like how hypey <laughs> you're hearing, but I will tell you, I think Khalil Shakir is going to be a player. I love what I've seen from Khalil Shakir so far. There's no doubt about that. Um, I love the fact that I, he's caught balls at like all levels, all parts of the field. His hands are very good. Matt, I don't know if he'll ever put up like monster numbers. I just think he's gonna be a really solid player in this league for a long time, but I do think that starts this year and he'll be a contributor on this offense. 
I do too. And I think the big thing that you said was like, where is the level of hype? Like that's where I'm at. Like Khalil Shakir in the first couple of days has shown me that he can play and that he can make plays when called upon. But I'm also not ready to say like, Ooh, Khalil Shakir might be a sneaky fantasy play because he's going to be on the field a ton or anything like that. I think Khalil Shakir has the ability to do a little bit of everything. I think he's got a lot of tools in the toolbox. I think that's somebody that this team needed, especially because of the age of some of the other players that are in the room. So I like Khalil Shakir. He's had an opportunity to make plays because both Jamison Crowder and Jay Kumaro have missed time. He seems to have taken advantage of those extra reps, but three days into training camp, no pads on yet. We'll pump the brakes on the hype train at least a little bit. Still super early says Joe, but who do you guys project to start at slot wide receiver? Now look, Jamison Crowder's there, but he, he hasn't been playing. He's missed a couple of days. Um, he's got to get off the bike, get on the field. There's a big competition there. Tavon Austin is there. Obviously he's a guy that has juice. We had another person ask about Tavon Austin. That was Dave. So uh, we got a couple of, uh, we got a Joe and a Dave, both asking about receivers and Tavon Austin and guys like that. Matt, I think this is maybe the, um, one of the toughest position groups that Brandon Beans and his staff are going to have to decide on when it's all said and done. Oh, absolutely. And I think that just kind of speaks to like the depth of the roster as a whole. We were talking about it so many times leading up to this. Like if you're a draft pick, you're not a lock to make the team anymore. I mean, if you're an early draft pick, you are from top to bottom. The 53 is going to be really, really tight. So I think they're going to have some tough decisions to make and it it is early. So I don't exactly know how it's going to play out, but as we get the pads on and as we start to see some more live 11 on 11, we should, we should start to get some hints. Ryan asks, does David Questenberry pose any threat to Ryan Bates at guard? I saw he filled in at guard and yes, he did. And the reason is Roger Saffold is out with the rib injuries, ribs injury. That's plural from his um, minor car accident. Luckily I would say it's minor in that, in that sense that it could have been worse. So we're thankful it's not, but um, Saffold's not out there yet. He's on the NFI list, uh-huh. not football injury list. Questenberry can be a guy who can play both spots. We have seen him play at guard, but threatening Ryan Bates, I wouldn't say that. I think they really like Ryan Bates for his role. I agree. I think that right now, because we have not seen the healthy starting five yet, we see Deion Dawkins, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morse, Ryan Bates, and then Spencer Brown. I think Questenberry provides them some versatility, both inside and outside, and kind of could be their next man up if somebody you know got hurt. Sal, you made this point earlier. He could be their new Ryan Bates, basically, yeah. who was uh, what they used him for last year. So I don't think that he has kind of like beat out Bates or want a starting job. I I don't think that that's fair. And I also got to say, like, we've seen Ike Butker a lot. Ike Butker's still on the team. He's got a long road to recovery, but he's still on this team. And there's a reason they wanted him to still be here. So uh, don't forget about him as one of those depth, versatile offensive linemen either. I do like this other question. It goes back to the defense. It's from Ryan again. Is Cam Lewis carving, carving out a roster spot? I really think Cam Lewis has looked really good. Matt, I'll say this. I think if Cam Lewis was in any other organization, there's almost no question. He's on the team. Let's remember, this guy actually won the starting job from Taron Johnson before the bills played Kansas city in that rescheduled game during the COVID year with no fans, he goes on the field in the second series. I think he broke his forearm. I think that was the injury. He got hurt. Taron goes back in, never relinquishes the job and since has signed a contract extension and he's terrific. We know that, but Cam Lewis can play man. And I I've been super impressed by him over the first few days of camp. You wonder if Cam Lewis never gets hurt. If Taron doesn't win that job back, what happens in the Ravens game? That pick six against Lamar, one of the greatest plays in Buffalo Bills history, like, you know, the iconic moment from that playoff run. Does it happen? Who knows? Cam Lewis, really solid player, 
versatile, can do a little bit of a lot, can do a lot of, you know, what this off, what this defense is looking for, what the coaching staff is looking for. And I think it also bodes well to him. Like he's been in that room for a while and he knows the players and the coaches and they can trust him. Like Micah Hyde completely unprompted at his interview on Tuesday. Someone was like, who has impressed you? And he was like, let me think about that. There's a lot of guys, but Cam Lewis was the first guy he got to now. Part of that is because he wants to look after his dude in his position room. And he's like, I'm going to give love to one of my guys, but there's a lot of other people in that room too. So the fact that he gets to Cam Lewis and they have always praised him. And when he's been called upon, he's done well. So I think Cam Lewis is before training camp or even before the off season, I would have said, eh, he's got a shot. I don't think he's going to make the team. Now I think I've kind of flipped that. I'm like, I think he might make the team. He's not a lock, but he could definitely make it might be a numbers game with him, right? I mean, um, special teams are going to matter for sure. Another guy real quick. I want to touch on because I know your thoughts on this and I want you to say him here, Zach Moss kind of in that same boat of a guy you thought maybe one thing about, and then you get to camp and you're thinking a little differently. Yeah, for sure. And I think that was maybe I wasn't valuing or I wasn't giving him enough credit for what he was drafted to do. And I think the bills value him more than I thought they did. And like I said, we haven't even seen the pads on yet, but he's been around a lot and he's been utilized and he's still kind of doing all of the stuff that they drafted him to do off to the side. So I think, and I was having this conversation with Mike Catalana from Wham, and he was like, it wasn't that long ago that Zach Moss looked like the more promising running back. Like, think about the Colts game, the wild card game. When he got injured, he got carted off the fields. Like, going into that game, he was the one who was kind of trending in the right direction. So as you start to think about it more, you're like, okay, he's still on a really cheap contract. They did use a third-round pick to take him. He's only entering his third season, and Singletary is in his last year. So do you really want to part ways with a young running back who still has some upside? Now I'm not saying that he is a lock to make the team, but I'm saying, I think it's much more likely he makes the team than I thought even a week ago at this point. I want to talk about his um, backfield mate, James cook for a minute. I wrote about him at WGR 550.com. You can check that out. Matt has all of his video and observations over at WKBW.com. I have WGR 550.com. The same thing. You can check that out. And in, in there, you'll read about James cook, which is, my thought on him is just how explosive he, he looked and especially on Tuesday where he made a move, Matt, where I would say in the open field, the, the best way to describe it was he was going full speed and then stopped and shuffled his feet to the left and then took off again, going forward. As my old coach at Cleveland Hill high school, Glenn Graham would say, Matt, he stopped on a diamond left nine cents change. That's what he did. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it, it, I think what this guy can be in this offense is super special. They do. They just do not have a player like him coming out of the backfield. They have not had a player like him in the passing game out of the backfield. Yeah. Go back to what we talked about. If Yak is going to be such a big emphasis for this team yards after catch, he is the guy who I think could be the biggest weapon there. And when you watch him run routes, whether he's in pads or he's not in pads, he doesn't look like he's running routes, like a running back. He looks like he's running routes, like a really small wide receiver. So I think he is going to be involved a lot. I think Devin Singletary is still the, you know, air quote starter here. If it's first or second down and there's any threat that the bills are going to run the ball. I think Devin Singletary is probably going to be on the team, but I think James cook is going to be utilized on third down. I think he's going to be used here and there occasionally. And I think that he's kind of a player that you can put anywhere on the field and 
have him be somebody you have to keep an eye on. And that's great for the Bills. And also pay attention to where they drafted him. They used a second round pick on him. That is a big resource for this front office to go out and spend on a running back. And that tells me that I think they really want him to be involved. Before we let out, but let you out of here, before we get out of here, um, we want to thank everybody for coming and subscribing and tell you how you can do that. And we know we do have subscribers and listeners. We just talked about that. And one of the ways is, Matt, I got an email from someone named Francis who said he was very mad at you for not putting the Bills number one in your power rankings oh, and reverse power rankings last week when we did that. Well, Francis, I won't put the bills at number one, at least just yet. But you know what? I will put number one, the turkey burgers in the cafeteria <laughs> here at St. John Fisher College, St. John Fisher University. I'm sorry. I caught myself before I finished completely saying college. I got university there. The you, owe a, burgers, you owe a dollar, pal. You owe a dollar. I, I, I owe a dollar. The turkey burgers became like this big talking point because Josh Allen and Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde have all talked about how great they are. I talked to the cook and he was kind of telling me like how crazy these last couple days have been, but yeah. Uh, sorry, Francis. I, I promise you, I think the bills are going to be very good. All right. So it's always game day in Buffalo, iTunes, Spotify, however you want to listen, however you want to subscribe, download, make sure you do that. And please give us a nice five-star rating and review. That always helps the show. Yeah. And also I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Mark, who is getting ready to run the Chicago marathon sale. He said that he is using our podcast in his rotation. Cause you know, when yes. you're running like three and a yes. half, four hours every single day when you're training. Yeah. He said he's in the rotation now and he's like, Oh, I love what you guys are doing with the podcast. So Mark, I hope your training is going well. And who knows, maybe we'll even have a podcast ready when you're actually running the marathon and we can be that little extra push that you need. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. All right. Um, I think we could, we could even talk. I, I know you run a little bit, but that's for another podcast. We'll talk about that at another time. I'm not, I'm a big, I'll run in the treadmill inside, man. I know you like to run. You go out to other cities. We could talk about that in other podcasts. Maybe the best cities to go running in before games Ooh. we do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pair that with like the best cities to go <laughs> drinking and eating in too. So we can have balance. It's all about moderation. So that's right. It's all about, it's always game day in Buffalo and you and listening and downloading and subscribing. And we thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll talk to you again from St. John Fisher university.